Hello, I'm Lee West. I'm senior minister of Rafa International, and probably most of you found us on uh, Rafa Ministries World, our podcast there, rafaministriesworld.net. And I'm glad to welcome you back, you, you the ones who've been with us, with us for quite a while, and also uh, those who are maybe joining us for the first time, just trying to cross us, want to see what we're about. Well. Uh, we're happy to have you, and I hope you just stick around with us. I think we'll have some things to say to you. We'll maybe cause you to think and reflect. Now, uh, let me let me just say right here that uh, if you if you ha- I, I try to do this every time so that uh, the the new ones and also the refreshed member, the older of you uh, listeners, that uh, on our website, that Rafa Ministers World, you can find a lot of material there that will help you uh, grow. If you're a Christian, we'll help you grow. If you're not a Christian yet, that means you just haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. There will be a lot of things that will give you some food for thought about making decisions, which, of course, to consider Him will be the biggest decision you will ever be called on to make in this life because eternity will hang on one of two uh, questions, answers about that. Well, if you accept Him, fine. If you uh, have be wonderful, if you don't, then there are terrible consequences. Uh, I, want, I want to say to you also that uh, on that Rafa Ministries World, you can find our website, of course. And on there, uh, I have a n- number of books there that would be of value to you. But I said I'll have to say this, that I've just completed a booklet. Not a book, but a booklet. It's a quick, easy read. And it's got some good, I think it's got some good meat in it. And it's called About My Father's Business about my father's business. Now, if, if you've been in Christianity for, for a while, you're going to certainly know that that has to do with the Lord Jesus' statement uh, in, 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 in uh, Jerusalem about my father's business. It'll be a good book. I think, uh, I think in, of course, you get it from Amazon, and the price will be uh, not, not extravagant, but uh, I, I caution you to get that. Uh, caution you, one reason is, that if if you're uh, if you're not a Christian, then don't don't get the book because it won't mean anything to you. But I would encourage you to keep listening to us and go to the websites. You can find there things there that will. Now, if you've been a Christian for less than ten years, uh, I don't think it's going to speak very much to you either. But if you've been a Christian for over ten years or more, then you're going to find some really good things in this book, some good charges, some information. So. Again, it's called About My Father's Business, and you can find that. In uh, fact, it's, it's at the printers now. By the time this is aired, uh, then uh, you can probably find it. It'll be there available on Amazon, About My Father's Business. Okay. Thank you for just waiting, giving me a chance to explain that. I want to say a word today about the health craze, the health craze that's going on uh, around the world, but certainly here in the United States. There's just a, a craze about people trying to get and stay healthy. And th- there's reasons for that, uh, that, that why people see sees that, because they're inundated with the youthful profile. Hollywood, they only have the young and the handsome and the beautiful who are healthy and attractive and lovely, and uh, they want you to be that way. And, of course, television. Even, I've noticed even the news, the where I get some of my news, they, they even uh, have, no doubt they have professional hairdressers and makeup people because of the ladies and the men. They look like calendar art. They're so made up. 
So Hollywood has done that. All the media does it. They, you know, they have the 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 large uh, cost dental work. You know, the the thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar dental work and the snow white teeth. Well, that's not reasonable, but I mean, it's attractive, yeah. And, and I guess the people in the news area they need that you know to to have a profile because they're in a lot of competition and of course the commercials they always stress be young be invigorated do exciting things and they imply that you can't do that unless you fit the profile and then of course you got the ridiculous people uh fact is i saw something on the on the tv about uh, no it was a news thing it was uh about uh the, uh, they now have uh They've always had these Barbie and uh, and uh, Ken dolls, but now they have people who aren't very using using very good wisdom. They're having plastic surgery and they're dressing up their home to look like Ken and Barbie, and their home to look like Ken and Barbie's home. Now I really don't know what that looked like. I've never seen the home, but I've seen a little narration about that on news things. And I've just seen a couple of sketches about the people who've grotesquely uh, altered their body to look like a Ken or a Barbie. And I, I pity the people who do that. They're, they're, they're so disturbed. But people do, people do silly things. I know in my neighborhood, I see people running all the time. They're out there and they're bicycling and they're, and they're going in groups. And uh, people are taking pills to, to, to try to combat this or enhance that. And there people are going to plastic surgeons to do all kinds of lifts and pluses and minuses. Uh, so it, it's just it's just a, a, a weird world out there. And when I happen to go to the gym, I see people there of all ages, all ages, the old, the middle aged, and especially the young people. And they're working out, they're straining every muscle. The fact is, I see some of the young people, I don't know if they're trying to impress the, the people around them. I, I, that'd be the only reason for doing it. But uh, a lot of times, they're li- obviously trying to, to lift uh, 30, 40, 50 pounds beyond what their capability is. And, and they haven't thought that they can rip a muscle or tear a ligament or something. And the, the, neck, the neck veins are sticking out. So it, it's, it's really... It's really strange to see them punishing their body like that in the gym. And then I see people coming there who can hardly walk. They're so infirm, but yet they're working out. Excuse me. Yeah, they're in there working out. I don't know what they, I don't know how they work out. Probably just their upper body stuff would be my guess. And I'm I'm not poo-pooing these people. I'm really not. I applaud them for trying to do that, but I hope their motives are right. And then we see people who are overworking out. They, they run too much and they strain too much and they do too much of one thing, which is that there's, there's a place where you can work out and, and do, be, have it beneficial and beyond that certain point. Well, it, it's not, it no longer is beneficial, even if you're calling yourself working out. But they're, they're, these people are all trying to, they, they don't ever say this, but it's pretty obvious that they're just trying to combat Stay uh, the old feet getting old and how we be able to feel young. Well, that's never going to happen. I mean, just the fact that you're 20 years old proves at one time you were one year old. And if you're 20, there comes a time when you're going to be 40 or 50 or 60 or, or so in that area. And it's going to happen. And, and skin in these young people is beautiful and clear and uh, and 
looks like calendar art. Well, pretty soon after a certain age, the wrinkles are going to start. I don't care how much you work out. The wrinkles are going to start. You're going to start showing some aging process, no matter how you do that. And there's a, there's a lot of people out there who are very obese, and they're working out, <clears throat> working out also. So I'm, I was thinking about this, about people doing this, and you, you, if you look back into, uh, say, about the uh, old five or six hundred years ago uh, in the Industrial Revolution, you didn't find many obese people. Most people there, they were in fairly good shape, but they did it because of, they, of the lifestyle. They had, very, they had very limited transportation. Then people walked pretty much wherever they went. The, the, the country was basically agrarian, farming people. And, and there, those back in those days, you know, they, they didn't have the, all the mechanization. They didn't have the tractors and the combines and things like that. All they had, if they were lucky, was a, a horse or two and, and a plow and, and the equipment, that the discs and things that could be pulled behind, behind the horse. There was very, very little mechanization. There was some, of course, you know, you had airplanes that were fledgling and uh, you had other types of trains that were fledgling and ships and etc. But there was very little mechanization for the average person. Their life was pretty austere. And the, the, the mechanical power was very, very limited in horsepower. So it, it couldn't produce much lift and it couldn't sustain very much because the engines were not perfected yet to, to take that kind of pressure and, uh, and strain. People walked pretty much wherever they went. I know I, I wouldn't have sat uh, in the military, you know. When I was overseas, uh, I was stationed in Arabia, and there in the Air Force, we, we, on our base... Uh, it, it, we didn't. We they had some transportation, but it was mainly taxi. We took from one from the base over to some other place we wanted to go. But on base, it it was probably only about a half a mile from there to uh, the flight line, and we would have to show up for uh, to be uh, mustered in every day, and so so to receive orders for the day. But uh, we walked everywhere, and it was amazing. I went from place in the states where I was flying. Air, Air Defense Command off the coast of the East Coast and West Coast my, with Air Defense Command. And there, our life was pretty easy, so I gained some weight. But when I went overseas, walking everywhere, I I, I went back to my, what do you call them, my fighting weight. Although I'm, I'm not, not a fighter, although I did box a little bit when I was young. But uh, I went back to that weight pretty quickly. And, and though I was eating a, a, a large amount as, as a young man, but... Uh, the, the the pounds just didn't stay there, and I was involved in sports also when I wasn't flying. There very little else to do on base at that time. <clears throat> so uh, they, there's uh, people are just at that time. It was hard uh, to to not not be. Of a, of a thin. Now, the, the, the women, they, of course, they did most of the housework. Uh, most of them who had a fairly decent farm, uh, they, they, they were a little bit obese but the, because they, they ate a lot and didn't do much except the housework. But the men, as, as I said, they were, they were pretty, pretty lathe and thin. 
and they were pretty healthy, although they didn't didn't live very long. People just didn't live for a number of reasons back then. Now, talking about living, though, I was thinking when I was thinking about this particular part of, of talking with you that the Bible patriarch, we have those people living close to a thousand years. And people sometimes question that. No, that is that we have uh, criteria that will date those people pretty good. Besides that, their lifestyle was uh, was a, a herdsman, so they didn't have any mechanization at all to speak of, except some camels and and uh, and if they were w- wealthy people. But most of it was just uh, if they were lucky, they had a donkey. Otherwise, a sheep or something of that nature, uh, and maybe some other type of domestic animals. But uh, they were herdsmen. And they had very, very limited meat diets. So they they pretty much uh, were vegetarians, except on certain occasions where they had a guest and they might kill what they used to call the fatted calf. And special occasions, they might kill a piece of meat or something. But, and, but even then, they were eating the good kinds of fat, not the kinds of fat that you buy pretty much today with all the additives involved in that. And even back then, though, they, did, they didn't know anything about it. In fact, we didn't know anything about this until probably a few decades ago about when the studies in heavy metals. Now, heavy, a lot of people today really fight heavy metals, but if you live to be, say, uh, just a, a good old age, as the as saying goes, it doesn't make any difference what you do. You're going to gain a certain amount of, amount of heavy metals, and they're going to take a, a certain amount of their of their toll upon you. But back in the time of those herdsmen in Noah's time, uh, the, the people, they, they, they didn't live that kind of a, uh, of a, of a uh, fatty type of lifestyle. Now, when, when you get to Noah, he was a unique character. In fact, his name just meant uh, a peaceful rest. That was what basically it was named, transliterates as. And he, he, uh, he, he he was an act, uh, a great grandson of Methuselah, who who was the oldest man ever lived, nine seventy as I as memory serves me right. And Noah was the tenth uh, generation from Adam. Now that I, I question that, uh, although the Bible gives some generations, but a lot of people take those as being exact, but they're not. They're they're gap generations, so you can't do that. You can't look at the generation. Uh, the Genesis accounts of genealogies and, and form anything concrete from it because it has gaps and it has skips and some people are more well known and others had a more eventful thing point for God to make by giving you their name and their and their uh, genealogy and their lifestyle and their longevity. But the problem with that Noah's generation and what brought about the flood uh, was that murder was rampant. That, that's one of the things that uh, that caused the flood was there was so much rampant murder and there was so much population uh, uh, malnutritions the 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 diet that they, they were eating improper foods then and then they had sexual per- perverseness and and problems with with uh, diseases and marrying too close to to their kin, and that was starting to be a factor for them. That, and that was what caused genetic defects, as it does today. I know uh, pastoring one time in the Midwest, I saw a lot of this kind in that area that I happened to be, and people married 
closer than what the law allows. Now, most places the law only allows you to marry uh, no closer than the, and the first cousin. And uh, but in back then, it, people were married closer, and we saw a lot of I saw a lot of uh, uh, genetic uh, defects in that in that area. Now, when you get to in the Bible, you can look back in in Genesis chapter six. It's where God started putting limitations, and there He placed the limitations on man from the the long lens. Yeah, this there was no more reason for it. In fact, it's one of the reasons why man had lived so long is because God told Adam to be uh, fruitful and multiply. Well, when you start with two people, then they have to be fruitful and they have to multiply and their kin have to multiply close to the original source. So, And God made allowances for that. You didn't have the diseases then and, and, uh, and the deformities because you met, they married so close. But when you get to a certain point, as in Noah's line, then God said, okay, that close relationship, and I don't want you to do that. You can't do that anymore. So that's when he, uh, in Genesis 6, where he placed the 120 years on people did you uh the life uh, lifespan would be you no know, where it used to be hundreds and close to a thousand years it was no more than now around a hundred years now when it says hundred and twenty years that doesn't mean exact it is it's just it's just a base figure and then uh along this line we get to Moses and he wrote in his psalm ninety about the the lifestyles and the and the problems and he in his reflections. Uh, when he, he was about, this is about probably about 2500 BC, thereabouts. And uh, he, in his Psalm 90, he wrote this Psalm 90, and he's talking about God where he says, That thou hast been the secret place of peace. So once again, there was, there was an element that had found peace in the middle of a storm, in the middle of all the turmoil and the physical problems. Man had rejected God and, and Moses' time just as he had in Noah's time. So little circumstances were different, but, but the, some of the same problem. Man was perverting against man. Man was murdering man. And uh, mankind, as in, in, in Noah, in, in, uh, in, in, uh, yeah, in, in uh, Noah and here in Moses' time, the men had rejected God and and the and the uh, the pre in Christ Holy Spirit he had been working in that time but they had rejected any imploring by him that in their consciousness and they were they were really uh, having terrible uh, acts against their fellow man that's the evidence uh, by, by Moses' story there when Israel was in bondage in Egypt. And you can see the, the, how the uh, Egyptians were treating them. Well, it just wasn't localized there. It was all over the whole world. But God just chose to, uh, just chose to reveal that particular time through the story of, of Moses. But all, the whole world was pretty much populated at that time. Although we don't see that too much. We have to get to now to, to look some at artifacts and archaeologists and, and paleontologists who can find these things and, and give some insight into it. But God focused on that story because God had been, uh, and he had been their source of peace. But Moses goes on to say that man had uh, uh, not returned to God. God had made an offer to return, but they hadn't done that. And they had uh, not, now when it says they hadn't returned, 
That doesn't mean not to go not to go back to the starting place from where you start. But it just simply said, but to just to turn away from evil drawings. Now that that kind of carries right over to the new covenant also. In fact, it's, it's been it's been kind of a foundation in man since since uh, since Adam because that was always there. The 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 thing that God was telling man, don't do that which is bad, turn to that which is good. But man always seems to choose that. Well, as left to themselves, they always choose to do that. And Noah goes on, or Moses rather, goes on to say that man's days are going to be dealt with by God, and God's going to have to put his wrath, his wrath into the, into the mix. And in the Hebrew, when you talked about the wrath there, it just goes back to a passionate outburst. God is going to cause a passionate outburst. And what the, how this manifests, we can read this too. You, you, can, you can pull this into the New Covenant by reading Matthew chapter 24 when Jesus is talking there about what Moses was saying back there in the night of Psalm. It's going to be a, a passionate outburst of, of race against race. Sound familiar? It's going to be seats of power versus seats of power. Sound familiar today? Sure it is. And you see, because of what Moses was writing to in his generation, we're seeing in today's generation. We are witnessing the same type of thing in types and shadows today. In our, in our society, we're seeing the very same things of, uh, of all types of evil, the same thing Moses, and which, which is in, it's always been there, okay, since Adam fell, it's always, that's always been part of man's having to do. He's going to have to do the evils until he comes back to God, where God enables him to do that which he was called good. Of course, there's nothing good but God, but we, we kind of coined the phrase and attach it to things and people. But no, no, there's no good people. There's not one good, even good act by definition, the world does definition, any good people who are, are not, haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ are not saved. So, when, when it comes to this point in Moses, this is where, in his Psalm 90, that uh, Moses received the word from the Holy Spirit. doesn't exactly say that, but he, he, it is written this way in his Psalm 90. Our years are three score and ten, and then perhaps... Four score. Now, three score and ten is just 70 years, and then four score would be just 80 years. Now, there again, that's just a ballpark. Some, some are plus and some are minus. It was then, it is today. But most people, they expire when they're probably, everything being equal, if they have a fairly decent life, they're going to they're gonna die when they're somewhere around 60 to 75 years of age. Some go a little bit longer. Some, many, many die today much, much younger than that. And they're, 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 uh, many of those cases are because they choose to do evil and bad things. I see people uh, around me. Uh, in fact, is, uh, it comes to my mind, we were traveling back from southeast Florida yesterday back into our area in northeast Florida and people are driving carelessly, and they're cutting people off, and they're driving 20 miles an hour over the posted speed limit, and they're cutting in and out of traffic, and they seem to do it with, them, 
with impunity and, and wantonness, and they, they not considering the the uh, the consequence. I know one per, one individual. He there's a car in front of me, and the as a car. I'm sorry, the car to my eleven o'clock. I was in the center lane, and there was just not much more than a car length between the car on my eleven o'clock and our and our, our car. And there was a young man, I guess he looked a little young as he drove by, but he raced through and he whipped through in front, behind the guy and in front of me and into the center lane and went on. And, and that was so foolish. And it, it was obvious he didn't care anything about what happened to anything behind him as long as he had a hole to go through in front of him. So that type of person uh, is a danger to himself. And, and my thoughts when I see that kind of person do silly things it's just a matter of time, son. It's just a matter of time when your so-called luck runs out, when you when you no, no longer can make those judgment calls as quick as you can, and you'll pay the consequences for that. Because of God, given medical science today, we, we, we can enjoy certain types of life if we're willing to compromise other things. If you eat to obesity and eat the wrong kind of foods. If you have a wrong kind of lifestyle, then you're going to pay the price for that. And uh, you're, you're, going to, you're going to be subject to whatever you, you, uh, you do that. So your age will sometimes depict on what, what you do. But if you're, if you're careful and you, you take care of yourself, then you can expect to live to today because of medical science to a fairly good age. Now, we're not going to reach those previous ages, of course, that you have some people who get quite old, but uh, it's not going to happen now. But uh, in the last few decades, we've seen uh, worldwide things are beginning to happen as they were in, in, in Adam's time with his uh, close-in uh, kin up to maybe the first three or four hundred years. And then in Noah's time, we saw that. And in Moses' time, we saw it. And in today's time, we're starting to see the same, same thing replicated. Unless you have your head in the sand, then as you look around today, you're going to see murder is rampant. What is happening all over the world, and it's closer to home because we get the news more rap rapidly here in, in the United States, and we see murder Murderers are not being punished. We see criminals being put out on the on the streets, their hands just slapped, and people wanting to do away with the police and defund the police and use psychology. And that's that's just stupidity, like one minister said. That's just stupidity gone to seed. We need this, the police. Our ministry prays for the police. Now, get, I, I ministered on this not too long ago. The police today have a problem. Because they don't police as they should. They, they police of emotions most of the time. And they're, they're, they're just rife with criminals themselves and liars. So we're, we're seeing a lot of murders today. And, they, and, and the, they're being turned back on the street. In some of the major cities, they, they won't even prosecute. They're prosecuting, prosecuting good people. But they, they turn them, the, the evil people back out on the street. We're seeing hot wars all over the world. And in the United States, we're seeing hot wars. People fighting get out on the streets with weapons. All over the world, we're, we're starting to see famines. Fortunately, and we're blessed still in the United States, 
we have an, uh, an abundance of food. Most of us do, but we have other people who are starving to death. All over the world, famine is a problem, as it used to be. We see race versus race today, and things were pretty quiet up until about two or three decades ago. Races get, you know, my, my observation in my lifetime, I see that, that races really get along well. In fact, as I have wonderful black brothers and sisters in the Lord, I minister in a, a good friend's church. He's, he's a black minister. He's a wonderful friend. And even in the marketplace, I rarely do I ever run into an attitude. And if you smile and say hello, most people, no matter what the race in, in the United States, they're going to smile back at you. And if you say, hi, how are you? They're going to say something pleasant back to you. But there's always a 10% that can't be placated. They're angry. They were seemed like they were born angry. They, and they grew into it and they exacerbated it. But yeah, we see race against race. And there are people who are making good livings off of that because they keep the pot stirred, as the old saying goes. And we're seeing diseases that are rampant as it has been throughout the ages, especially during the middle of the dark ages of the 1500s or so in, the, uh, in that mechanization age. And we see filth today, in the, especially in the bigger cities. We see filth. The streets are filled with, with all kinds of perversion and filth. I'm not even going to elaborate on it. If you watch the news, you know what I'm talking about. People living with their minds blown because of drugs that have been given to them by the state, which is a criminal act. And people, let me just interject here. People who are feeding dope and also tolerating murder and turning evil back on the street, you are going to pay a price when you stand before God Almighty for doing that against his people. You're going to pay a price for that unless you come to the Lord Jesus Christ and have all that put underneath the blood of Christ, and he won't remember it anymore. But if you continue perpetrating, uh, uh, perpetrating that type of evils, you're going you're gonna to pay the price for it. If you're an evil politician or an evil policeman or an evil businessman, or as we talked about not long ago, businessmen have sold out this country to its enemies, China, and they're, they're doing business in every part of the world to make a buck, and they've sold out their companies here to move them overseas, you're, you're despicable if you did that. And now, we can't even get people to work. Now, every place I go, I see for help wanted. They're worth hiring, and you can't get people to work. And I, I applaud when I see the young people who are working and people who are working, the young mothers who are working and the young fathers who are working, I applaud you. Because you have morals and you have you have worth in your life, but there's people who don't. They're willing to lay, lay right down and, like the old saying, just wait for the government check to come and sit on the check and and then buy their beer, buy their wine, and sit there and live off the government. They're willing to sell their soul to the government. I didn't mean to say a lot of this, but it's just coming up and it's coming out. We say, as I said, we see race against race. We're seeing diseases that are rampant. We just got through COVID-19, and now I guess they're trying to, to, to bring in COVID-20 or whatever, or 20 or 21 or 22, whatever they want to call this one, 19A or B or whatever. Now they want to, 
the, the, the corrupt politicians want to try to put people back in mass and, and control their whole life as it did in the first time. I, well, I think the people are not going to stand for it again. So, yeah, we have, we're seeing filth and we're seeing rebellion like we've never seen before. I could do a seminar on every one of these points and collectively on them. Rebellious. You see rebellious people everywhere you go. The, the, the law and the laws of the land do not pertain to them. They think they can live above it. And we're getting back to the place where people do right as only what's right in their own eyes. They're not going to be captive by any law. We see deformities. When I walk around the marketplace, every time I see a person who, and a lot of times younger than 25 or 30 years old, they're going to be limping or they're going to be bent over or they're going to have some obvious defect because deformities are rampant today. We see uh, destructiveness played out. People hurting their, damaging their body. And there's just not any place of peace in the world outside of Christ. And we're seeing the rise of false religions. You see, we, in this country, we have a lot, we have, we have a lot of religion. You can't, you can't, you can hardly look, go a block or two without finding some religious but let me tell you, you can't find much of Christ in any of them. You can't find the Holy Spirit. They're not going to tolerate talking about Christ and, and what he demands and what he allows. They're not going to talk about that. They're talking about social gospel. It, 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 it almost makes me physically nauseous when I happen to run across. I don't watch them. I don't watch any of them. I, uh, I'm sometime when I'm trying to find a program, maybe on uh, a Sunday sometime, when I'm going to the menu, and I happen to see a brother, or, or maybe in surfing, I run across one of their programs or something, and it's despicable. It used to be when I would visit around in churches, and then I started seeing the pastors come to the pulpit in their sweatsuits and in their jumpsuits, and if they want to try, then they'll wear a new, a new casual clothes. You don't see many pastors in, in three-piece suits. I'm, I'm not saying you have to do that. But I, I, if, I, if I go into the pulpit, I'm, I'm going to dress like I'm an ambassador for God. And I'm not going to like I just came out of the working out at the gym or someplace. Now, in, in Revelations chapter 12, verse 12, I believe it is, we can see, if you want to know the why these things are happening, you can find it there. Because it says in that Revelation chapter 12 that the devil is come down unto you. Now you can put your name in there, friend. You're not going to wait. Even though you're a born-again, tongue-talking Christian, you're going to be surrounded by devil control and in, in affected people. You're going to be, if you have to do any shopping, what all, all of us do, this is going to be surrounded by evil people who are affected by the fact that the devil has come down unto you, unto you. That means he's affecting some, and he's influences others, and the ones who, who are Christian, you're going to, as you go into the marketplace, you're going to be touching, walk right next to the, to the form, the ill, the sick, the, the, the disease-ridden, and the, and the devil-controlled uh, people. He says he has come down, and he's having great wrath. 
So if you want to see why people are angry all the time, I just gave it to you. Revelation 12. And the reason why he's doing all this thing and acting through willing people who are willing to, to give him that kind of action because he's working in concert with satanic and demonic uh, uh, demons is because he knoweth that the end, his end, is short. He, he's on the short leaf by God, so he's insane. The Bible talks about the devil being insane to perpetrate, perpetrate his evil works. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 4 can give you some, some food for thought. Here it says, and I go back to what I'm talking about, the uh, health craze. And those of you who are working to, to try to stay healthy so you can live a long life, well, it's not going to work that way. You're not going to, you got to go live longer because you're, you're working out every day. Because the Bible says this, that bodily exercise profiteth little. Bodily exercise profit, profiteth little. Didn't say none. It says little. So no matter how much you work out, it's just going to be a little. If you, if you wait long enough, the muscles are going to get flabby. Things that used to be north are going to go south. And it goes on to say, this is the hopeful part, but it says, I mean, let me read that first part again. Bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. But godliness, that means being in good stead with what God has to say about things, is profitable. That means it's going to be a beneficial to you unto all things. And then it goes on to say in verse 7, of 1 Timothy 4. Let me close with this. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. So let me just recap this by saying, bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things that you do. I've added that. And then exercise thyself. I mean, show, show your energies and your vitality. Thyself unto godliness. And the only way that you can do that is to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Change your God from Satan to the Lord Jesus and then you can have a quality lifestyle for the years that he will allow you to give, to have rather. Lord bless you. This is Dr. West. Hey, babe. Yeah. Through. Okay. Here you go, babe. I didn't mess with it. Did you turn it off, honey? Yeah. Oh, the, huh? Did you turn it off? I didn't do anything to it. I turned it on. I oh, you mean it wasn't on? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it shows like 50, I'm like 35 minutes, so it must have recorded. Oh, you did not turn it off.